0: Hello, hello, welcome to Queer Christian Conversation. Today we are going to be talking about the spirit of suicide and how to overcome that. Okay, so I'm going to give everybody a moment to join in. Hello, hello, as you come in, tell me how you are doing. Hey, Reagan, how is your day? How is your week? Um, my voice is a little bit raspy today, I have a sore. Throat um, from smoking hookah this last weekend, Um, so that's why I sound like that. Do you all remember? Uh, Depending on how old you are, when you were younger, you like would want to have your um, nose stuffy or your throat sore because you thought like it gave you like the sexy, the sexy voice. (laughs) So that's where I'm at right now. Oh, good. I'm glad you're having a good day. Um, Let's do our quick check-in for the week. How? Has your week what have you' been up to? Um, I'll do my check in for you all. let's see. so I got the sore throat. Uh, the story I'm going to be sharing with you today is from this weekend and so it's coming from my personal life and I love how um hello Toya, welcome back, honey. Um, I love how God uses my personal life to be a lesson for you all. It's like you ever heard of hey everybody. Hey, KB season, seeking to find myself. Yes, honey, I hope you find yourself, okay? That's the best person that we can find, okay? And we, we don't lose that person. They're just covered up under um, limiting beliefs, false understandings, uh, other people's opinions, and we gotta dig up out of there, okay? So you know the story about, um, I don't know if it's a story, but people say, like, who's the bigger winner? The boxer who got beat up in the ring and won the fight Or his wife that he goes home to and hands the money to, right? (laughs) So it's the wife that gets the money handed to um, that is the bigger winner. And so you all are the bigger winners because I'm in the boxing ring fighting this thing out. And then I get to come to you and share the stories and the revelations that God gave me, okay? So if you have your Bible out, um, go ahead and get it. we're going to be in the Bible today. I finally remembered okay? I have my Bible. I have my laptop. I have my pen here with me. I have everything. I am prepared today, okay? So as a reminder, um, if you're new here, my name is Coach Yama. I help LGBTQIA people make peace with their faith and their sexuality. And you are joining our live conversations that we do every Thursday at 530 Mountain Time Called Queer Christian Conversations, and today we're talking about the spirit of suicide. Is not um, going to be much of a trigger. I'm not sharing any trigger-worthy stories. I don't believe, but I, I know that is going to help us out. Okay, so let's just jump into the content here really quickly. Oh, before I start, um, it is spiritual. Spiritual. It is sexual health month. And if you are in need of getting some STD testing or STI testings done, you can go and have it um, done at your home where they'll send the kit to you and you can do it. And most of the companies now, because they've been all over my feed and I did order some, um, you can get between, I think, 20 to 40 percent off now. For example, the kit that I ordered was a standard five. Um, usually it's $149 and so I got it for $89. So make sure you, if you're in need of STI testing, I know with COVID going on, certain places have closed down their family planning and, and um, STI testings, so, but you can do that at home. Um, and you'll just send the, the samples in and they'll get your results on a portal usually is what they have at Hey Devin, where they have it. Okay. So make use of that. Um, Usually all of their sales are ending at the end of this month, which is going to be next Wednesday, because today is our last show for the month of September, which is Suicide Prevention Month, which is why we're talking about suicide, which is why we've been having conversations about mental health this month, okay? So the spirit of suicide, let me tell you the story, honey, okay? Let me tell you how we got to this place it's so hard to swallow y'all. My throat is so war. Okay. So I went out partying with my friends this weekend and I overdid it. And I came home and there is two behaviors that I have. Hey, Ken Peace. Um, there's two coping mechanisms that I have adopted into my life that are very harmful and negative to me. Okay. So I was talking to the Lord because I was drinking, smoking. I mean, I was partying, okay? That's why I have a sore throat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Um, so I'm talking to the Lord like, why can't I kick these habits? Like, what is wrong with me? Um, so I went through all of like the shame, the guilt. And I'll tell you all, all the time, I'm a coach because I go through life and I suck out the lessons of what God's teaching me so I can help other people skip those hard lessons, okay? That has been my life, my entire life. And so don't feel bad for me. I'm pretty used to it by now. Um, and I have the time to dig in and find the juice and the goodness to come and share with you all. So I'm talking to the Lord. I'm going through all these, um, all the, the mental exercises that I normally put my, my clients through. I'm journaling, I'm digging deep. I'm trying to find like, what is this core thing that's going wrong and I'll have like a place, a plateau where I feel some peace. And then it's just like, no, that's not, that's not the reason. That's not what's going on here. And I'll forgive myself and I go back. So I'm going back and forth. I've done these things. What's the answer? Let me forgive myself. Let me have some compassion. Okay, God, I receive your forgiveness. How do I how do I get myself out of these coping mechanisms? In these coping mechanisms, the Lord reminded me from when I had um, that season where I came out of being very suicidal right I've shared that with you all this month if you've missed it it's on the podcast and it's also hey Victor it is also on the IGTV so when I came out of that season I picked up drinking I would have like a glass of wine and I would think to myself like well at least I'm not trying to kill myself at least I'm I'm making myself happy okay okay I picked up something else. Well, at least I'm not trying to kill myself. At least I'm trying to keep my mind together, right? And so it's been like on and off going through these seasons of like these negative coping mechanisms. And so the Lord started to talk to me and share with me and out of, it wasn't out of nowhere because I was really trying to tap in to that place of peace where I knew I was okay. And I just, I couldn't get to it. And in my journal... Uh, The Lord responded to me and said, do you believe, hey Rex, do you believe that I love you? And when I tapped into my heart, I, I teach my clients how to do this, but when I really tapped into my spirit and tapped into my heart, I couldn't feel and sense, it wasn't an emotion. I couldn't sense that I had assurance that God loved me and it was very weird because I've never experienced this before. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what is that? Like, where is that coming from? I can always tap in and feel the love of God and sense the love of God and be very confident and assured of the love of God no matter what I'm going through. So where is this coming from? And the spirit of the Lord said, it is the spirit of suicide. Hey, Kiona. The spirit of the Lord said, is the spirit of suicide. And I was like, still? Like on me? And he took me through this process, where I was able to tap into my emotions, my thought processes when I engage in those behaviors, when I overdo the drinking, when I overdo the partying. Like y'all, I party for like four days straight. Well, three, well, two nights, I guess it was. Um, and wore myself out, and just like was in this mode of self self sabotage, and I didn't know why. I didn't think about it, so the Lord brought it to my attention because I was thinking, I'm just having a good time, right? And the Lord said, is the spirit of suicide that you are still dealing with? Even though you're not consciously now entertaining the thoughts of ending your life, it is like a slow death, a slow sabotage of your life that you are engaging in. And sure enough, when I sat down, I thought about it, it was just like, I, could, I remembered in those moments when I'm doing those things, it's just like, I'm like, F it. Like, where is that coming from? I love my life. Like, where is that coming from? And so God exposed the whole thing because I was going to come in here today. We were going to talk about hookup culture and purity culture and how queer people have gotten lost in the sauce. Um, <clears throat> but as soon as the Lord brought this to me, I'm like, we have to talk about it. So the spirit of suicide, may you may be experiencing this if, like I said, you have employed coping mechanisms mechanisms that are harmful to you, okay? So abusing alcohol, smoking cigarettes, abusing weed, because I'm not really sure about the weed situation (laughs) because I think it heals people. (laughs) So, I mean, you have to abuse and just do that all the time. The mechanisms that you use because it it's really about the intention, right, so the mechanisms that you use to escape your life, okay, okay, Anne says she still wants to hear me talk about purity culture I will we'll start that next next week, okay, let me make a note um so if you are using coping mechanisms, right substances, types of entertainment um. I'm just going to make this no so I don't forget. Your types of entertainment. No, I don't smoke weed. I child Toya asked me if I smoke weed. Um, I don't. I tried that when I was like 22 and I had like a mental breakdown. I was like outside in my socks trying to get out of my skin. Like my, I try to control my mind too much for weed. Like weed was trying to calm me down too much and I flipped out. And uh, it was a fortunate situation because my best friend, because I'm like, I can drink, I can smoke too. And she shotgunned it to me like three times and I held it in thinking I'm some type of G. And girl, never again will I be doing that. So no, I don't smoke weed. I don't have any issues with people who do, but it's about your intention. If you are doing it when your life is feeling overwhelming or you're feeling sad or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling angry, and we have these activities that we do that we know are harmful to us physically, emotionally, okay, that we know are already harmful, that is, that is us operating with the spirit of suicide because it's like we're, we're engaging in a slow death of ourselves. Our spiritual health is, is in danger, right, because we're not tapping in because the goal is, and I'm speaking this, I'm preaching to both of us and I'm hoping, <laughs> I believe it's going to happen, that whatever I'm sharing today is going to be blessing you and me, okay? Oh, okay, Ken, okay, so we have two people. Ken says he wanted to hear about purity culture as well. We will talk about it next week, I promise. Yes, Anne, so Anne says she never thought of this from this perspective. I never have either. Um, I think I may have skimmed the surface of it of it, uh, maybe four or five years ago, um, but because I keep finding myself in the the same destructive cycles, I'm like, "What is going on with me?" And so it's it's the I'm using this thing because I don't want to face my life right now, right? And it's not like you do it once in a while. This is something that you do all of the time. Okay, like you can't put it down. Usually, the lie is, and it's you know comes. It's pretty much an addiction. So it is an addiction. So our goal as Christians is to run to Jesus for him to help us out, figure out our emotions and get us to a place of truth. Right. Yes. And self-sabotage. So that's the goal. So we find ourselves engaging in any behavior that is not in alignment with that. We are participating in the spirit of suicide, which the root of it is there somewhere in our life, somewhere in our heart, we're believing a lie, okay? Whether the lie is things are never going to work out for me, whether a lie is I can't handle life, I'm not prepared, I'm not able to do this, the lies, I'm too overwhelmed, I just need to escape, and then you're like escaping all the time. Where are you escaping from, right? Jesus came to give us an abundant life, so if I'm not experiencing the abundant life, I need to go and ask the Lord, Where's the breakdown happening here, right? So <clears throat> you guys always know I have notes, okay? Now, we're going to start off with how the, the spirit of suicide. So I don't want us to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not a good Christian anymore because I'm, you know, talking, having full-on blown conversation with the spirit of suicide. The goal of the devil is to kill us no matter how he does it, okay? John 10.10 Okay, the first part of that scripture, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't care if it happens right away or if it takes you a couple of months to do it. If it takes you a couple of years to destroy your body, okay, the devil doesn't care. And if you don't believe in the devil, that's a different conversation. I believe in the evil forces that exist in this world that are intent on ruining and killing us. Okay, I believe that full heartedly. And so it started in the garden, okay? Genesis three, verse four. Eve says, we can't eat the apple. We don't know what if it was an apple or not, okay? I'm gonna say it's a mango because mangoes are real good. Now we can't touch the, the mango. We can't look at it. We can't smell it. You know, she was doing a whole lot. If you listen to our lesson last week, I talked about how we always add things onto what God tells us. So the serpent says, you're not gonna die, Like, uh, God's so extra. Like, ain't nothing about to happen to you, girl. Eat that. Go ahead, eat that. Okay? And she's like, oh, snap. And she said in Genesis 3, 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. So the foods that we eat, like we're in 2020, we are very well aware of the damages, processed food, all this fake food that we're eating has on our, we're not stupid. We can Google this. Okay? Okay. But it's so good, you know, they say sugar is as addictive as cocaine, all right? So we're eating all of this stuff, knowing it's damaging to us, and we're still doing it. I'm not a person that gains weight, but if I was, I would be rolling around on this floor. That's how bad I eat, okay? So um, don't let anybody tell you that you're healthy because you're skinny. That's a full-blown lie, okay? Because my insides probably look like a seven year old man, not even a woman, <laughs> I'm trying to get it together though, okay? No judgment. Victor says, what hurts me even more is when I see other Christians passing judgment on these hurt people. Aren't we supposed to help those who's in need? It becomes so toxic to others and doesn't even help. Yes, it does become so toxic. So even that is very toxic, right? So Eve said it was good for food. Oh, well, shoot, that burger looking real good with that melted cheese and those mushrooms, child put the pickles, get my mayo, put my ketchup on there and then pass me the orange soda that has no little bit of orange in it. (laughs) Nothing but high fructose corn syrup and some water, if that, all right? She saw that was good for food. And even with the food thing, right? We have all these commercials that romanticize for us drinking alcohol. My issues with alcohol, I'll just be fully transparent with you guys. When I, I cannot drink for like a long time But when I drink, I'm going to drink until I get drunk, okay? So, because I used to say, well, I can stop. I mean, I don't drink during the week when I'm working, but let that weekend hit, okay? I will be drunk the entire weekend. That's a problem. What am I running from? That's an issue, okay? Number two, she said it was pleasant to the eyes, okay? So here she goes. It's good to eat. It looks really good. There are a lot of things that look good that are not good for us. There are a lot of things that look good in the beginning and then we partake in it and it leads us into a, into a place of where we're harming our spirits, where we're harming our our mental health, right? Where we're harming our physical bodies, okay? I'm not even talking about harming other people at this point because that's not, the spirit of suicide is not about other people. It's about us and we're in this together. We're having this conversation together, okay? And then she said it was desirable to make one wise, and so the lust for for wisdom, right? And we can get a little um, scared at this point because we hear that from, from people who are non-affirming that, um, that queer people have itching ears and they're just looking for teachers to tell them um, what, what they want to hear. And that's not the truth. If anything, queer people are digging really, really deep for the truth, okay? This wisdom here that she's talking about because the devil told her no, God, you know, God's tripping. You're not going to die. As a matter of fact, you're going to be just as smart as God. Okay? So the devil was offering her something that God already gave her. They were made in his image. Okay? Father of lies. All right? Hey, Anne. Yes, Anne. Oh, girl, you ain't know? <laughs> I am a queer, beautiful black woman. So it was desirable for wisdom. So now the devil's offering her something that God already said that he gave us. Okay. So when I'm drinking the alcohol, when God already told me I have joy in his presence. Okay. Why is that a no and saying no? (laughs) Yes, girl. Okay. We are queer in here. Um, God already gave us peace. Okay. Okay. God's already given us joy. So if you're smoking the weed because you need some peace, the weed's talking to you. The weed's saying, oh, come on over here. Roll me up. Come hit this blunt. <laughs> come hit this blunt real quick. Okay? Let me give you some peace. Or come drink this, come drink this um, bottle so you can have some fun, so you can have some joy. There's nothing wrong with these things in moderation. It becomes an issue when we are abusing it, when it's an addiction, when um, we are indulging in it without having a conversation with God, when we're replacing it, right with a relationship with God, that's when it becomes a problem. Yay and yeah, we are your people. Ken says, I've been told that my family. Told that by my family about listening to false teachers who approve of LGBTQ people. It hurts so much. Yeah, it does hurt. I've heard that too. And I get on the phone calls when you all set up to um, work with me on those uh, free breakthrough calls. I hear it all the time that people are saying you have itchy ears, you're, you're building up teachers for yourself. But it takes that personal relationship with God that I tell you all about all the time where you can ask the questions of God and say, God, am I doing this? Is this what I'm doing? Because you can't listen to other people. They're not your God. They're not your Holy Spirit. They're not anything, okay? I help lead people through that process, but I hear it all the time, okay? So now the spirit of suicide is what happened here because what did God tell her? If you eat this, you're gonna die. The devil says, no, you're not. So she eats it. So she was participating in her own killing, in her own death. Now the death was not immediate, okay? It took them like 900 years to die. Physically, okay? But the death caused a separation. God never went away from them. I know people teach that, um, that God kicked sh- them out of the garden and never talked to them again. That's just definitely not what happened. They were not connected and living in the glory that they were uh, because they became carnal. And their, the Bible says their eyes were open. They began to see what we normally see here as humans. They just became regular human beings. They were no longer supernatural, Okay. So they were living that higher fifth dimension life and then they ate it and they dropped down. Okay. So that's what happened. So now she takes the thing, eats it that God told her is going to kill you. Come on now. Come on now. Okay. Now the devil's real bold. Okay. The devil will have no respect for nobody. All right. He tried it with Jesus too. And thank God Jesus beat his behind. Okay. In Matthew 4. You know, Jesus went to the wilderness. He fasted 40 days and the devil came to tempt him. And one of the temptations, the second temptation that the enemy tempted Jesus with was in Matthew 4 verse 6. Okay? Let's start with verse 5. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. So he took him all the way up, right? How he took him up, I still don't know. I asked God about that. I'm not really sure how that happened. How you let the devil take you, I don't know. Take it up with Jesus, okay? So he took him up (laughs) on the pinnacle of the temple and said to Jesus, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, because the devil knows the scripture better than most of us, he sh- for it is written, he shall give, talking about God, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. The devil is the spirit of suicide, right? If he can't homicide, if he can't do that, if he'll try, cause all he's trying to do is kill us. All the devil's trying to do is kill us. He's not our friend. Okay. If you didn't know. So he now was tempting Jesus to throw himself. Off of the top of this temple. Have you seen those Jewish temples with the big old um um is that the Jewish temples or is that Muslim temples? Let me leave that alone. I don't want to get it wrong because I don't know with the big globe and the um <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'll find out later though. <laughs> so he's literally asking Jesus to kill himself. Now the devil is bold enough to tempt Jesus to kill himself. Who do we, we, he, he gone if he can try Jesus, he's going to try us too. Okay. And so when we are having these thoughts of, I have to get away, I have to escape, I have to do this, I have to do that. Um, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this before, but you ever like walk down a bridge or something like that, or you're in like a high building, you're like, you should just fall down. Like that's the devil. That's, those are not your thoughts. Those are the thoughts of the devil. So when you understand that the spirit of suicide, although it's not, it may not be asking you right now to kill yourself literally, however that would happen, but to have you to escape into these negative, damaging, harmful coping mechanisms, there is a slow death that he's trying to bring upon you because then you can't live out the full number of your days, right? The preacher I used to listen to, would always say, you know, smoking isn't. There's nothing wrong with smoking. There's nothing wrong, uh, really, with drinking. But you'll just, you'll just go ahead and meet Jesus a little sooner if you keep doing that. Like it's not a sin, but you'll just go ahead and meet him sooner. <laughs> that used to be real funny to me. Okay, so if we're escaping into these negative coping mechanism, it is a, a result. It is a, a result of a conversation with the enemy of our souls, and we don't want to die. We want to live, okay? And I think for me, it was shocking because I just thought, oh, I have an addiction. I just got to figure out a way to break it. I'm, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so I was dealing, which I tell people all the time, not to do. I was dealing with the fruit of it and not getting to the root. And I didn't know what the root was. I have to have a relationship with God so God can tell me What the root is, so I can bring it to y'all who are my wives. Okay, I'm the boxer. I won the fight because I win all the time. That's why I'm still here. I win the fight and I come and bring you the good juiciness. Okay, the lessons from the fight that I just fought. All right. So that is the lesson. I couldn't believe. I'm like, dang, I thought I was over this. I thought I was enjoying my life. But the Lord reminded me when I first started doing this, I would always say, at least I'm not trying to kill myself. At least I'm not doing that. Trickery. Okay. Lies. That's a conversation. Those thoughts were not mine. They were coming from the enemy and I entertained it and it built a stronghold in my mind to the point where I couldn't even remember where it started. Okay. What do y'all think? Let's see here. Anne says, I swear we are digging deeper to find the truth because our heart are to please God. Exactly. We want to please the Lord. And faith pleases the Lord. It's not your. It's not the things, you know, it talks about that in Hebrew 11. It's not the things that we do, right? I know people say faith without works is dead, not people. The Bible says it, but faith comes first. I do these things out of faith. And so if I'm having a bad day, if I'm overwhelmed, my faith calls me to draw close to God. My faith calls calls me to say, Hey, Abba, or I call God Abba. Hey, Abba, or hey, Papa, or hey, Mother, or whatever the case is for you. I'm having a hard day today. Can you help me out? Okay, can can you help me out? And if you're in the situation where you're still engaging in those behaviors, don't feel condemned. Don't feel like you're messing up, okay? Know that you can come to God with that, while you're doing it and have a conversation while you're doing it. I do it all the time because I don't run away from God. God is my best friend. God is my father. God is my mother. He's my financier. <laughs> he helps me do my hair and my makeup. Okay, best friend. Okay, hey, best friend. Go best friend. Go best friend. All right? God's my best friend. So I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what I'm doing. I could be in the middle of... <clears throat> Doing some stuff. I'm be like, Hey Jesus, um, yeah, I know, I'm, yeah, I'm doing it, but um, like, how do I get out of this? Because <laughs> so the Bible, let me pull up that scripture. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Bible says, with every temptation, God is gonna give us a way out. Right? Let me pull it up. So while you're being tempted, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. While you're being tempted, don't think the temptation is the problem. Of course, you're going to be tempted. You've built up this network in your brain that supports this behavior that you have. It's going to take time to break it down. But the first step is to recognize where is this coming from? This is coming coming from the spirit of suicide trying to take us out before our time. All right. So 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, let me see. All right. So 10, 13, I was just reading before and after to make sure there wasn't anything I wanted to add. Okay. Four, this is amplified for no temptation, no trial regarded as enticing to sin, no matter how it comes or where it leads has overtaken you and laid hold on you that is not common to man. That is, no temptation or trial has come to you that is beyond human resistance, that is not adjusted and adapted and belonging to human experience such as man cannot can bear. Basically saying, there's nothing new under the sun. It's happened before. You're not the only one going through it, okay? Because sometimes we think like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person experiencing this which is another lie from the enemy that's why I want to be I'm going to keep my private life private but I want to be as authentic and transparent with you all like just because you see me in this in this um position that God's called me to to serve you all does not mean there's some some level of perfection that I have achieved the only the only difference and level that I have achieved is that I am humble in my mistakes. I run to God first. I have tools that God's taught me in these 35 years of my life on how to manage that to the point where it doesn't get me into a place where I'm harming other people or intentionally like ending my life. Okay? So I have the tools. And so get, get you know, that's what I'm saying. I was so surprised when the Lord told me that. Ken says, I hate it when non-affirming Christian deny LGBTQ people's salvation when salvation wasn't even ours to begin with. It was all because of God's kindness that led us to repentance. Absolutely. God pursued us. Okay. I don't, you know, people say, um, yeah, I found Jesus. You ain't find him. <laughs> he wasn't lost. <laughs> he was looking for you. All right. He was pursuing you. You know, you have those people that like you. And you don't really like them, like, initially, and they just won't stop. Like, they calling you, they checking up on you, they bringing you gifts, and you're like, you're so corny. Like, stop. Like, I don't want you like that. That was Jesus. Jesus was like, yo, I'm just trying to talk to you. <laughs> just give me five minutes, yo. I'm just trying to holler at you. What's up? You know what I mean? You cute. I love you. Like, I'm really trying to spend eternity with you, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yo, like I said last time, I really need to- oops, I just dropped something. I really need to do like a <clears throat> a read through of the Bible and like break it down because I I want to talk how I hear Jesus talking like yo man what's that you know like from Philly I feel like Jesus would approach me like a dude from Philly like yo man like I mean what you doing like I see how you living it ain't yeah you know I mean I could do you better. <laughs> Ken says in fact it was God who chose us exactly we did not choose him. And Jesus said it blank, point blank. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And then I think it's Deuteronomy eight where, or Deuteronomy seven, where God tells them, the children of Israel, like, first of all, if I was looking for people to choose, y'all were the smallest. Y'all ain't had none going for y'all. Like at least I would've chose somebody who had a little weight on them. You know what I mean? (laughs) I just want to make y'all laugh. Okay. Because I want you to get comfortable engaging in the scripture again it doesn't belong to people who are on pulpits okay it doesn't belong to the people who are scholars and in the seminary It doesn't belong to those people it belongs to us okay and you read it and you have fun with it i tell you sometimes i read scriptures because jesus was so reckless like jesus mouth was real reckless and when he was calling those people like vipers like what did he say Um, whitewashed homes full of dead men, bones. Like he was calling people out. I be laughing so hard like, yo, you understand me, Jesus? You got to come for these people. (laughs) He's amazing, okay? We're supposed to have fun in our relationship with the Lord, okay? So that's why I laugh and I come on. I can switch it up and put my coach brain on or my teacher brain on and just go, which you guys are going to experience very soon of me just like, We're just going to get in here, get in the scripture. You got to follow me. Let's go, let's go, let's go. But I want us to have a good time on these conversations because I want it to be a conversation so that queer people who have felt alienated from the Bible, who have felt like they can't experience the Bible. I have people on calls with me to even, when they even think about opening the Bible again, they start to cry, they start to shake. They can't even imagine even approaching the word again because of how much damage the church has done and making queer people feel like this is not for us. That we can't engage in this because of six or seven scriptures. That they have gotten totally wrong. That we can come in here and get the truth and get help for ourselves. That God can not speak through this. Okay? Because he's still speaking and he will speak to you through this. And it requires a relationship with him. Alright? Let me see if I got all my points. If you have any questions, let me know. Um, okay. The only thing I didn't share about that's harmful to our bodies was about hookup culture. Carol says, it is so difficult for me to talk to people who are being like, well, if you don't know, if you don't do what God told you to do, you are not a Christian and use the verses in the Bible where the translation refers. So I totally understand that, Karen. I'm so sorry that's happening to you. And the way to combat those is not to have all of, it's not to become, what are those people? An apologetics person where you're fighting people with the scripture. That is not not our job. We're not called to do that. There's some people who are called to do that. And if you are, that's different, but we're not called to do that. I know what my relationship with God is. I know what he's spoken to me personally. I know what he's called me to do. So if you don't agree with me, if you don't, have an understanding of the scripture that i do that's okay i'm not mad at you i think it's first timothy or titus i think it's timothy where paul is telling timothy don't get into no arguments with people like it's not worth it okay i'm not here to argue with you i'm here to love you okay and so if you exactly and just as i said it she said it we are called to love you so if you don't agree with me and this is keeping you from having a relationship with me And you're someone who I want in my circle to continue connection with. I'm going to love you. We can agree to disagree. But my life is not in your hands. It's just not. Okay. It's in God's hand. And so it's me and him at the end of the day. And that's the beautiful thing that gets people delivered from all of the debate that's happening publicly right now is that you just know like, I know what God told me. So that's y'all. If he didn't tell you that, that's cool. But I know what he told me. And that's what I'm going to live by. I live by, what did Jesus say? God tell the children of Israel, I had you to go hungry so that you can understand that you shall not live by bread alone, but that you should live by every word that proceeds from the where? The mouth of God. He never said nothing about the Torah you say nothing about the Bible. Even when Jesus came on scene, Jesus was like, oh, that's Moses law. He never said that was his father. He said, oh, you're doing what Moses told you to do. Huh? You ever thought about that? Um, and is asking me, am I a pastor? Yes. Technically, I guess I'm. I'm called to be a teacher. I am a licensed minister. I have graduated from Bible college and I did used to teach at the Bible college as well. Okay. So... Um, Kara's last questions was, well, yeah, Kara, I just gave you the answer. Was that helpful? We're not here to debate with people. I'm not debating with you. If you want to come in honest sincerity and say, Hey, um, how did you get to the place of where you believe that God, like it does, it sounds even weird. Like that God loves you. No. Or maybe how did you come to the place of where you believe that God accepts you? Even that sounds weird. Okay, try another question. Um, how did you come to the place of where you believe that God's okay with you being queer? That would be a better question. And then you take them through your personal relationship with God. Is your testimony. We overcome by what? From revelations. The blood of the lamb and by our testimony. Right? Not by not by this. By our testimony. All right. I'm so glad it was helpful, Carol. Ken says, when non-gay Christians deny queer people salvation, that is undermining what Christ has done on the cross, which is a grave sin. God wants everyone to be in his kingdom. Absolutely. Okay. Nothing that you can do, and I'll be teaching on this in a surprise I have coming for y'all soon, but there is nothing that you can do if you believe in if you believe in heaven and hell, so I know some people are battling with that and deconstructing it, but there's nothing that is going to put you in hell other than not believing in Jesus. Like that was, that's, that's the golden ticket. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, well, come on in. That's all the Lord asked for. Cause there's a whole bunch of people. Paul says, first of all, none of y'all was smart enough to do <laughs> Not many wise was chosen, okay? Not many strong was chosen. We all in here by the grace of God, all right? So don't have anybody pumping, you know, like, God chose me because... No, he didn't, okay? We all in here by the grace, all right? Oh, Kara, that's so good. I'm so happy to hear you say that. And I am in, and asking, where am I located? I am in Colorado. And Kara said... I'm just feeling so filled with peace, so good. Thank you. You are absolutely welcome. It is my pleasure to come and serve you all out of my life, okay, out of my experiences, out of my transparency. I will, at the end of this, be uploading the audio to our podcast that we have on Apple and on Spotify. Uh, It's called Queer Christian Conversations, so search for that. Also, the free book that is in the link in the bio right now, It's free until the end of September. It will be going, like, I'll be charging for it by the end of September, okay, beginning October. So if you don't have it yet, go in and download it. Get it in about three days after you download it. I'm going to be asking you for a book review, so please give me that review. I want to know what you think. The book is called How to Finally Be Yourself, Even if Your Family Thinks You're Going to Hell, and it's not about blaming other people. That is not where I'm coming from. I teach... Affirming theology from the place of relationship with God. And so my call is always going to be to call you up higher, call all us up higher, all of us higher to be Christians. You know, we fight a lot to just allow ourselves to be queer, but we're still Christians at the end of the day. So how do we walk in love practically being who we are and how we are positioned in this world? Okay. And purity. Okay. So Anne says, totally interested. Hear your thoughts on sex outside of marriage and purity culture. I think there's one of the podcasts that talks about that. It's called Dating While Queer and Christian. I bring that up, but I will make a note of that about sex outside of marriage. You may have a clue of what I think about that because I was telling you all that you can go and get almost, I think it's almost between 20 to 40% off right now, with the at-home STI and STD testings. So if you are not able to go to your local clinic or have insurance or whatever, go and get that. The one that I have was the standard five and standard five things you can test for. And it was normally $149 and now it's $89. This is not an ad. They're not paying me. I just felt the need to share that with you all because I am not a celibate person right now okay I'm still working on developing more um my sexual ethics with the Lord Carol says I'm at a non-affirming church at the moment and I'm actually heterosexual but I have bisexual friends one just came out one did not yet how can I be there for the secret bisexual keep their secret until they're ready I think I have a do I have a podcast on allyship? Because we got all these questions in the beginning. So we we, we've we been doing this. This is our 18th episode of Queer Christian Conversations. I believe I have a podcast on that, on how to ally with, with um, your friends. I have pretty... Cons- and says, I have pretty conservative views for myself, not for anyone else. Usually we're harder on ourselves than anybody else. Okay, we are our hardest... Critic. All right. And then also your ethics for yourself is for yourself. It's not to go in and, and impose it on anybody else because you don't know where they are. If you haven't read um Josh Harris's post from yesterday, I want you to go and read it because this is the young ladies talking about purity culture versus hookup culture. And that was something I experienced this week and that's why I wanted to share with you all. But maybe God needs me to Maybe sit on it a little longer before I share with you all, which I'm fine with. But go and read the comments, okay? And see where people are coming from and really, you know, sit down and think through it and then take it to Jesus and have a conversation. Yay, Kara, go download the podcast and your sexually uh, conservative views. Well, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's where you are. We accept you. We love you, okay? Okay. Sex positivity does not equal hoeing around all the time. Maybe that's a phase that you have to go through. Like everybody has some, most people have a hoe phase. Okay. And you may have several of those, Mm. but that's okay. We honor and we recover from it because the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of where you develop this sexual ethic with God all by yourself. All right. I love y'all. We are all done, we've been here for 45 minutes. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back again next Thursday. I have something special to share with you all next Thursday. If you're not on my email list, the way that you get on there is by downloading to go and get the book. And um, I'm gonna be telling my email list about it mañana, tomorrow. All right. Miss Latina Faye, what are you waiting for? I'm still waiting for my, oh, for your book? Oh, please um, DM me your email address so I can get that to you ASAP, okay? Please, please, please. Let me get that to you right away. All right, usually it comes in after about an hour when you sign up. It drops in your box, um, your email box in about an hour. And if you haven't seen it in your main box, go ahead and check your spam for it. It might be in your junk folder, all right? So love y'all. Share this video with whoever you think it would help. Um, and I will see you all next week. All right. Bye babies.